Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, February 6th. In today's news, Mike Pence isn't ruling out the possibility of meeting with North Korean leaders during his Asia trip. The House Intelligence Committee votes to release the Democratic rebuttal to the memo, and the markets plunge in what might be a sign of contagion. But first, the big idea. President Trump flippantly accusing Democrats of treason debases the discourse. A president loosely accusing the opposition party of treason represents a far greater danger to the long-term health of the American system than a 4.6 percentage point drop in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. President Trump on Monday lambasted Democrats who did not applaud for him during the State of the Union address, accusing them of being, quote, un-American and treasonous. He said this at a manufacturing plant outside Cincinnati. And you have the other side, even on positive news, really positive news like that, they were like death and un-American, un-American. Somebody said treasonous. I mean, yeah, I guess why not? Can we call that treason? Why not? I mean, they certainly didn't seem to love our country very much. You can tell by the flippant tone with which he said it that Trump's not about to start locking up Democrats. But that doesn't mean this isn't significant. Treason is the only crime that is specifically defined in the Constitution. It is punishable by death. And it requires giving aid and comfort to enemies of the United States who are levying war against us. This episode is just the latest reminder of Trump's lack of self-discipline. None of the coverage of his Ohio speech focuses on him touting the tax cuts, which was the point of the trip. Aides told reporters on Air Force One that this was not going to be a political speech. Yet Trump quickly went off script to start praising Devin Nunez and rip into Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi. In his State of the Union just last Tuesday, Trump declared that he was extending an open hand to work with members of both parties. He said, Tonight, I call upon all of us to set aside our differences, to seek out common ground, and to summon the unity we need to deliver for the people. This is really the key. These are the people we were elected to serve. Not only did the rally-style remarks underscore the hollowness of Trump's bipartisan bromides, they further poisoned the well. Why would Democrats cooperate or compromise with someone who questions their very patriotism and their loyalty to our country? They have their own base to worry about. This also wasn't just idle talk. It is part of a coordinated effort to raise questions about the motives of Democrats. The Republican National Committee pushed out a web video earlier Monday attacking Democrats for not standing during Trump's State of the Union address. The president has a pattern of diluting the potency of language, and it's rubbing off on people. Treason is a very specific word with a very specific legal definition. But Trump's been using it recently in other contexts to conflate it with disloyalty to him. He accused FBI agent Peter Strzok of treason last month for sending negative text messages about him to his mistress during the 2016 campaign, before he was even president. Trump told the Wall Street Journal, quote, by the way, that's a treasonous act. What he tweeted to his lover is a treasonous act. This sets the tone. People listen. Words matter. Representative Paul Gosar, a Republican from Arizona, said last Friday night, for example, that that memo written by Nunez showed clear and convincing evidence of treason by top law enforcement officials. 
he called on the Justice Department to prosecute them. After the president accused the opposition of treachery yesterday, one of the reasons that it was so notable is that most elected Republicans stayed tight-lipped. The only GOP senator who appears to have spoken out at this point is Jeff Flake of Arizona, who's retiring. Many Republicans laugh this off as nothing more than Trump being Trump. They say he was joking. They believe he should be held to a lower standard because he's not politically correct and he's still new to this. Imagine how much the right would have freaked out if Barack Obama had accused Joe Wilson of committing treason after the South Carolina congressman yelled, you lie, during his 2009 address to a joint session of Congress. In a constitutional republic, it is the sacred duty of elected leaders to elevate the discourse, not to feed their constituents the stale bread of demagoguery or the rotten meat of divisiveness. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Vice President Pence did not rule out the possibility of meeting with North Koreans during his five-day trip to Asia this week. Pence, who just landed in Tokyo on Tuesday morning, said he did not request a meeting with anyone from the rogue nation, but he's open to the possibility during the Winter Olympics, which start in South Korea on Friday. The vice president said that if he does meet with the North Koreans, he will echo the Trump administration's hardline stance that the nation must abandon its nuclear weapons program. Number two, the House Intelligence Committee voted unanimously Monday night to release a Democratic rebuttal to GOP accusations that the FBI inappropriately surveilled former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. Trump now has five days to decide whether that information should become public. The panel's senior Democrat, Representative Adam Schiff of California, blasted Nunez, the chairman of the committee, while announcing Monday's vote. Schiff said Nunez has repeatedly blocked efforts to obtain testimony from key witnesses and has refused to answer questions about whether he coordinated with the White House in preparing the GOP memo. If Trump decides to block the release of the Democratic rebuttal, Nunez has the option of asking the full House to override the president. Number three. The Dow Jones Industrial Average plunged more than 1,100 points on Monday. This was not necessarily fully unexpected among investors. Market observers have been anticipating a correction for some time, after a year of record gains in the Dow. Still, the drop raised fresh anxieties among Americans and rocked global markets. It is unclear if the past week will amount to a small correction, or if this is the beginning of a painful slide that investors say is overdue because the markets have gotten so overheated. Trump has repeatedly taken credit for the market's performance over the past year. But the plunge has delivered a sobering reality. What goes up can come back down, quickly and with a little warning. Now, Trump advisors are blaming Barack Obama for the market. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, February 6th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.